Welcome to The Hack, the straight-talking smart tech podcast where we discuss the ever-changing world we live in today. It's time to start thinking differently. So tune in and buckle up for some home truths as Hull and East Yorkshire's very own digital tech experts talk transformation and change, focusing on people, process and technology. We are. We're not. We're I not. didn't turn the mics on. I didn't turn the mics on. Um, we but, it. But, yeah, we'll leave it in. Zoe, leave it in. She What's likes taking the mic out of us, doesn't she? No, we're back though. This is another giant session. We're, go, we're, we're getting well on with that programme now, aren't we? Looking forward to it. Yeah. yeah. Responsive leader, it. is it? Yeah, the responsive well? leader they're talking about here, aren't they? And I think I think the, 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 the key point of this, though, is um, we've we've all made this mistake. And I'm, I'm going to lead this one off in terms of... Is that a famous Springbok coach? I think he's called Rat. I always forget his last name. Oh, you mean. He was the coach. One of we've used that video loads. We use at the Man Club. Yeah. And Fantastic video. Do you want to share about it? Do you remember it? Do you want me to go with it? Why do you want me to go? No, you can go with it. But I, I remember it's a, he, he did. He does a team speech and the talk about being what we just spoke about. It's gone out my head. Entitlement. Entitlement. Yeah. It's about entitlement, and it's just about being a member of that squad. But you'll carry it on. Going. So okay, I'll, no, I'll, I'll, no, you're right. But he's basically what he says is, every person who, who joins a team, and he, he sees it at the highest, like elite level of rugby, when they first come into that team, to get picked for your country, you sacrifice, don't you? Yeah. And you do everything it takes to, to, to do what it does to get that jersey. And he said, then all of a sudden you get all the praise and the pats on the back because you, you're getting told you're doing a good job, and then the big salaries come, the sponsorship deals come. I said before long. What happens is, and he says, it's a natural cycle. A third cycle is you become um, entitled, yep. and you, you start losing focus about all the, the the things you did to get you there in the first place. And he said that's okay. It's normal. It's a normal stage. And he and he talks about don't be a dick, don't yep. he? Basically, and, and he and he says it's a natural thing for a Springbok player to go through. But, but if you stay in that place, you'll be an has been. And you yeah. were picked, and I just love that. And I think I take from what that session was, was on about is about as a leader, the framework. What Giant is sort of saying is we've got to be, we can't be resistant, and I think resistance is is similar to entitled, isn't it? At times, yep. mm-hmm. we forget I are doing that. It's beneath me. I are, I are emptying the bins because I'm, yeah. I'm an owner of this business and we have staff. But we all, if we see it, let's call it, let's do it. Things like that, and, and he talks about. The challenge when you are resistant is you're insecure, you're arrogant, and sometimes you can be prideful. And I, and I really like that word, prideful. I, I, I class that as being like sort of mind-led, would you say? Yeah, I think going by what you said, and sometimes where we have to, we have to get over ourselves sometimes and go for it. During COVID, I had to get another job, and I was I don't mind telling people I was cleaning up and doing other stuff, but I knew my long-term goal and my long-term vision, and it was something that I was prepared to do to keep going and keep the vision going. And, yeah, it, it's, it's it's all about getting over myself. I could have thought, I'm a business owner, it's beneath me, but it won't. Yeah. And even being a, a manager years ago, I'd jump I'd jump in with the guys and help them and I'd jump on the fork truck and we'd, we'd have a bit of banter because I used to say, look, I haven't been on the fork truck for years and I'm still the best. And just, we'd have that, we'd have that yeah, rapport, but, yeah. with, rapport with the staff and... We'd, we'd just so that'd be like a joke every morning I'd see him do you want me to help you out do you want me to do it for you but we had that rapport and we had respect yeah I like that and yeah. he, he goes on to also say in the in this session we was, we was looking at he, and I think the 
about being responsive, and and he says when you're a responsive leader, he's saying that you're secure, you're confident, and and you're humble, right? And it's difficult though to to be that way because I think at times, and we've mentioned this on the last episode, we were talking about what was the word when you're a leader and you don't believe you're a leader, you be, but then all of a sudden you are a leader and and you're oh, what's the word? I've lost, I'm lost for words at the minute. Help me out, boys. You. Imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome, I've yeah. got it, I've got yeah. it. I've we got talked it. about that last week a bit. Yeah. yeah, and you mentioned it in terms of your business growing. At times, you'll feel like an imposter. Yeah, because I think, I believe sometimes, I think, will people realise I'm not as good as I am? But I am. But I'd, I've always struggled with that, and I think it stemmed from years ago I was doing a job, and I had a manager who kept me where I was because I made his job easy, because I used to do everything, but I didn't get anything for doing I'd so it to make his job easy kept me down he left the business and within a year and two months I was promoted th- four times and when you when you yeah. say that though it fits perfect because what we're saying there is that was a, a resistant leader yeah it was resistant to developing you resistant to you might be insecure you might have thought that you're better than him in certain things but you know the great leaders have people who are better than yeah. them, don't they yeah. yeah and I vowed that I'd never what happened to me, I'd never do to anybody else. Yeah. And even though I lost certain people within the business to different divisions, I watched them grow and I watched them flourish yeah. because I didn't want that to happen to them, what happened to me. But when I, because I got promoted so quick within 12 months, I found myself from being a production operative at the bottom, should we say, to at the top. And it was a massive jump in a short period of time that I doubted myself on a daily basis. And it was only when the director of our division got me in and said, Paul, you're so low maintenance. Anytime there's an issue, you sort it. Your de- your de- your department is running at a profit week in, week out. And he said, never doubt yourself because you, you're far better than what you think you are. And I started growing and started believing that and hopefully I've taken it but into you, business and you still challenge me on it. Yeah, but I think the other thing, it links back into the session we was doing the other week in terms of sometimes you, you become consciously incompetent, right? And and, that, and that's one of the hardest things when you, when you are a leader or and just we're all leaders, we lead ourselves, don't we? And when you become consciously incompetent, it means that we need to do something. You're aware of it and you, you're aware really quickly you haven't got the skills. And that's cool if you're a responsive leader because that means that you need to be secure and you're confident and confident and humble enough to go ask people for help. Yeah. To put your hand up and say, we were talking about the other week in terms of doing our business plans and all this bit. You asked me where we're going. I didn't know where I was going. Yeah. I need to go figure out, Dean. You need to give me a bit of time. And, and we go away, we regroup, and then I've, I've, I've done a first draft on it. We're going to release it to the team later today. You're you already have been part of that journey, and, and you're going to critique it, and you're going to we might have got it wrong. Yeah, we're, we're going to be humble again, but we're, but we're I'm secure and confident, and and know that I've done my best. Scott's done his best, and we've got a great team, and we believe that whatever's on that plan, they'll they'll give us honest and, and critical feedback, and we'll make it our own plan. Yeah, what one plan, things like that. But whereas years ago in other organisations, I'd have gone away and, and written that plan without anyone's involvement. Whereas this one, we've been working on it for. For ages, haven't we? Yeah, just, and just tweaking yeah. it and just changing little bits, and it's taken on a, a path of its own. Would you Would you agree? to agree? Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And I think just what you touched on then about stepping into that role, thinking, "Am I doing this right? Am I doing that right?" Or I don't feel confident in doing this. I think that little bit of praise and that feedback you got from a manager just 
sort of picked you up a bit, didn't it? Do you know, you moved up that ladder. That actually, I'm probably capable of doing this and it helped you. And I, I've got that same scenario at the minute. I think we touched on it in a previous podcast. I'm helping somebody at the minute where he knows what he's doing. He's asking me the right questions. He knows the answers. He knows the answers, but he's still asking me the questions. And I'm just sort of guiding him a little bit. And I think that picks up his confidence massively. And like I say, it's all down to that. I think the previous leaders, you, like you, Leon, you've always given me a fairly big judge box. Do you know, I asked you a question the other week. Just explain, because not everyone will know what a judge box is. So, so some things are quite controlled by leaders. You, you, you can be called a leader in a, an organisation, but doesn't necessarily give you the freedom to, to make choices. Get micromanaged. micromanaged yeah, you, ma- you micromanage. Any any little decision you have to make, you have to maybe pass that up and, and for it to be approved. But So my judge box is, is quite large based on the fact that... It's huge, Paul. Huge. Is it? It, yeah. it started small and it's like nanny, you know, but then wardrobe doors. You, <laughs> you can go where it wants. <laughs> yeah, but basically, I mean, uh, and the, the one question I ask myself in this judge box, if I ever doubt it, is I just need to... Ask myself, am I doing what's right? Is this decision, do you know, does, how does it benefit the company and the customer? Is Am I doing the right thing? And that helps me make a decision. And I think I, I forget that sometimes because it was a couple of weeks ago I said to you, oh, I've got this problem. And he was flapping. He, 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 I could always see in his face because he's and, like, and, and, like and, and, headlights. Yeah, I was just like, and Leon would, had run out of his office. He was running, running out into the corridor. He, I think he was off to a meeting. And I, and I was like, he was like, what's the problem? And I was like, oh, th- this. And you didn't even answer anything. You went, just do what's right. And then I made the call, made the decision, rolled with it, all sorted. And, it, and it, yeah, but you, what you link into that, you know, our values, you know, one of our first values is honest, and it, and it says be real, be, be radically honest, be real, be raw, um, but always do the right thing. Yeah, right? it's our number one value, and, and we have them values in an order like that for a reason, so that when staff make a decision, Dean's part of this organisation because he's got a fantastic ability, fantastic skill. He was doing something that was far more complicated than. I could help him do, but I know he's got an amazing team around him. He was just concerned from financial implications and other bits, but we always have, do what's right, and, and, and our customer is our number one. It's not even a customer, a customer is someone who's a commodity. It's that they're our clients. We, we're there to support them in, in, in ways that a customer just buys something and might not retain. We treat him as a client, a true partner. And I always go back to Dean, because what's your role? What's it classed as? Customer? C- customer success. So I always go back to him and go, do what's right, for that customer, do what's right. And if we have to get into a, a bit of a challenge, because you know, from a finance point of view, it might not be the, it might not be from a pound, shilling, and, and, and pence, so to speak. You know, or cryptocurrency now. You know, yeah. You know, point of view, it might not always be the right thing for the business in the short term. But I trust Dean enough because he's got a commercial brain on him. He knows it's the right thing to do for the business and yeah. the customer in the long term. So yeah. he makes that decision. Met that. Is that, is that where you're yeah, going? yeah, yeah. It's a good way to put it, and it, I think it helps. But like you say, back to. Back to the days of when these judge boxes was was tiny or non-existent, you was just dictated, weren't you? Yeah, and I as I brought team leaders through in my, in my last job, I said I used to say the same thing. Like Leon said to you, I used to say, "Look, make a decision, and if it wasn't quite the right decision, we'll talk about why it wasn't the it was the right decision at the time, but how it could have been better." Yeah. And educate and help and assist it wasn't where i used to beat them with a big stick and sometimes you, some you only saw you only saw certain people was when you knew you was gonna bollocking or yeah. uh, you're gonna you're gonna get oh no what have i done now when you saw that person whereas i used to say look why did you think it was 
we should have done this, but you did that, and what was your what was your theory behind it? And then we'd discuss it, and people develop by that. Yeah, but yeah. I think I think it's also for any leaders listening or managers or in any shape or form. And even personally, I think it all comes down to defining what success looks like. So, like for us, our mission is to help our customers protect and grow their revenues and, and ultimately succeed through technology. Right? That's yep. that's the goal you know, in that line. And we do that by for an outsourced IT and, and cybersecurity services, right? Don't we? And 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 it's that's the shortest version I can give of it, right? Yeah. But ultimately, make them more productive and more profitable, and yep. and, 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 and keep keep them secure, right? And it's like you you're delivering all over the world, right? If you want for our tech, you won't be able to deliver it anywhere, would you? you? Know, so you'll get the power in what we do, right? Yes. And I would think in in one if I had to, in one word, what is it we give you on a night when you're on a night and you're laid there or in the morning? What do we give you? Peace of mind. That's it, right? And and so you got you got to understand that in terms of what the vision is and what it is you do. I think in order to give someone a judge box, you've got to give them some tools to be able to make some decisions. So for me, it's all about our values for us. It's yeah. all about that mission. So like Dean knows that that's our mission, what we're doing. He knows his role is custom success. That's his job. So, so he needs to be strong. He's got to be secure, got to be confident. He's got to be humble, but be prepared to challenge when somebody else might be in charge of profit and loss. Yeah. So someone who's in charge of profit and loss... He's not going to be as concerned about the customer as the person who's in charge was of customer success. Yeah. So you're going to have tensions. You're going yeah. to have push and pull, things like that. So it's looking at all that from different reasons, I would say. Anything you want to add? No, no, I agree 100%. And like I said, the responsive lead a bit. I've got a, a guy who I'm, I'm developing at the minute, just back onto like problems what we've had in the past. He approached me. He's worried about making the wrong decision. And, and, and sometimes you've only got two bad decisions. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it happens, it's like, it, it's a part of it. You're stepping into that leader role, nobody's going to come to you and say, oh, just to let you know, so-and-so, 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 on a daily basis, they're doing absolutely fantastic. The 99% of the things people are going to approach you with is a problem because they need an answer. And I'm trying to help him with that. But what I've had to give, he, he thinks that I make the right decisions all the time. And I don't, <laughs> far from it. I've made loads of wrong decisions to the point where he asked me, can you give me th- top, top three of your worst decisions oh, great. you've ever made? That's a great question from him. So It's a great question, that. I had to go in things. So give me a week. Um, and I Did you make three? Have, three. You, have you made three? Three. Yeah, I won't go into them. Cause Not they, in my they, eyes, Dean. Not in my eyes. But three really bad ones. But it, it was what I, what I documented is the three the three biggest failure. Well, three three biggest bad decisions I've made. In your opinion, this is In there. my opinion, what the impact was. But I said... This key bit at the bottom is what I learned from it, and this is what I'm trying to teach you. That's great, that. I love it. I love it. And do you know, do you know what I love about what you're just, you're just saying there, Dean? It gives me goosebumps, right? Is and, and I always find this. When you're teaching someone on leading someone, they give you so much more back. Yeah. Don't they? You learn so much more yeah. than what they think they're getting from I, you. I'm learning more from developing this person than... I have throughout all the courses I've done, the theory I've read, just just giving real life scenarios of how I've dealt with things, how I've failed, how I've overcome it, what I've learned has been m- more learning to me than any of these books and, and theories I've done on the internet. So yeah, it's good, isn't real, it? Real life, I suppose you can't. No, you, you can't beat it. Yeah. But what I want to link into here, because we're doing a bit of a mini one, aren't we? You know, we're not going to go d- deep into this because I want to set the scene and we're going to come back and explore this. But when we say being responsive and we, we use like being secure, being confident and being humble. And we've just mentioned that all of us on this table suffer with the imposter syndrome and yep. not being good enough, right? And so when we look at that model from Giant where they're saying that's your resistance, so the first step of it is being insecure. The challenge is sometimes when you are insecure, 
I've seen examples of this in loads of organisations where someone's got the ability, but they might be playing up to a character where they might be a bit miserable or they might be this and they might be that, or they don't want to really yeah. get into the culture at times, right? And what can happen is when you're insecure, it comes across as arrogant at times and it's not because the person's actually really lovely and really nice and, and you can, the, the image, what, what it's like on the other side of them because they don't understand their insecurities making them be ignorant or the other side of it is when your ego gets hurt and we've all had it, I've done it when I've had a great plan or something and I remember when me and you fell out at that time, right? At first, I didn't see it as me and you falling out but then I was thinking, God, he was mad with me there. How, how could I communicate that better? And, yeah. But then on the other side of it, being proud of it is, I didn't need to pick that up and have a conversation because I had to swim myself back and go, well, he knows I didn't, I didn't mean it that way yeah. and he's had to work it out. So there's different scenarios, different situations. That we, yep. we all, because yeah. it's hard when you're giving someone, we all fall out, we disagree. But yeah. but for you, you have to fall out and disagree to, to make something better, I think. Would you agree? Not yeah, agree? I, I think so. It's like, we had the, we that uh, it's probably one of the best arguments we've had, yeah. I think, because just because of the outcome, it was something so simple, what the outcome, what we learned, from a comms perspective, do you know what we both in, 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 interpreted ourselves was wrong. And, and, um, and, yeah, and the things we're fixing now, compared to what we that was yeah, fixing, it's like so, it's so insignificant, isn't it? Yeah, but, exactly. But it's comms all the time. Yeah. So where I want to go on this though, and take this, has anyone been watching the, the amazing series on the BBC, Wim Hof, and watching any of that? Yes, yes. And, and the reason Same I love before. this is, I'm a big believer in meditation, calming your breath, chimp paradox, all different things. And I've spoken to loads of people about meditation, right? I've done it for years myself personally. But when I say it, right, and I've, I've, you guys will be sick of me saying it, just give me some images when I say I meditate. Give me some images that, that, or connotations that come to mind, right? Not necessarily of me meditating, but when you say the word meditation, right? Quiet room. Quiet room. Quiet room, yeah. Zend out, quiet in your own thoughts. Yeah, when I got it to me, I thought I'd be connecting to somebody man who looked like an elephant or some god or some weird yeah. and I was thinking I ain't ready for this some Buddha and it was all very alien to me and like uncomfortable I would say yeah would you agree it feels like that for you guys yeah I think the stigma for me the stigma, stigma attached around that seems to be a bit awkward a bit, and bit, a bit woo woo, woo yeah. Yeah, right yeah. And, I, and I've always struggled with that but what I've really been watching on this Wim Off series is tools and techniques that we can when we go to the man club, we can share them and do different things and, and, and watching the science behind it because he, he's got a great quote where he says, there's so much more to life than meets the eye, which we all know that, don't yep. we? And he, and he says, "If he, you've got to choose to seek it though, that's the key. So there's so much more to life, but you've got to choose to seek it. And, and he goes on to say that the, the, the seeker becomes the finder and the finder of so much more than we thought that was actually physically possible, right? Yeah, That's all about leadership as well, yep. isn't it? We have that in life. We see that. But what he says is we've got to understand that our fight and flight responses are not what they used to be anymore we're trained you know, so he, he talks a lot about a cold water therapy right and shock therapy which i can see you laughing paul what you're laughing about because we've tried it we're on it aren't we we're on it and and he talks about and, and i couldn't breathe you can't right but the the theory on it so listen to this and i've got a challenge for you dina for the next 10 days get a shower nice warm shower and then at the end of it step out of it turn it on cold Go back in for 15 seconds. Okay. Then the next day, 30 seconds. And you can do it up to 10 days where you're going in for two minutes. I was on my 10th day and I've done two minutes today, right? Did you? Right. Now, the point he makes on it, though, he teaches you to do a breathing exercise beforehand. And the breathing exercise is, for me, it's exactly what I do when I meditate. But what I got out of his breathing exercise in 10 minutes, 
I've probably had 10 seconds when I med- meditate for 10 minutes, yeah. if that makes sense. It yeah, takes yeah. so hard to get to that state. But what he does, and it links into stuff I've learned from Tony Robbins and other people where he says, you've got to move your, your physical body. So he gets you to, to deep breathe, but breathe like massively, like fill your lungs with as much oxygen as you can and blow out as quick as you can 40 times, right? So you, you get too much oxygen into your body. Your blood is saturated with it, right? And he, and he gets you to then lay there and then a timer comes on and you've got to hold your breath for a minute, just a minute, right? But he tells you to feel the senses. But what's amazing, when you're holding your breath for a minute, it's a long time. And it, you can't think about anything else apart from holding your breath. But he tells you to relax and relax and let your body do what you, your body does, right? And then you do another 40 breaths. So you do it again. It goes up to 1 minute 30. You do it again. It goes up to 2 minutes. And then it goes up to as long as you think you can comfortably do, right? Yeah. But what it taught me was getting in tune with your body, getting into that mindset. And he says, just have a simple intention that after you've done this session, you're going to get in the shower for 15 seconds with, a, with it being cold. That's your number one intention. When you sit down, you're going to do it. And when you get in that shower, Paul, what is it like? Oh, it was... I I, rang it, I, get, I, I had Kim Tam in me and I got to eight seconds, but I couldn't breathe. It shocks your body, doesn't it? shocks it? your body. And it wasn't the cold. It wasn't the cold that was really affecting me. I just couldn't catch my breath. Yeah. And I was panicking. And I know it was eight seconds, but it seemed ages. Yeah, exactly. But right. I am getting better. And I, I think the, the point on that, though, to link into it is, and I want to I want to dig into this a bit more. I want to do a full session on the on Wim Hof Method. Yeah. We, we're gonna have I, a, I need to try. I've, I've got 10 days. The, I've got the, is it 11 minute video or something? Then the audio, right? through, so, I need so to do it. I'm going to yeah. set us a little challenge. We'll all try yeah. it. But I want you to think, do the breathing exercise first. We all test it. Yeah. With the intention of getting into the shower. Because what he's saying is, when what the cold water does, it shocks your cardiovascular system. And we're not trained to have it shocked anymore. And your body wants to, your mind wants to get out of it. It says it's cold, right? But what's amazing, he, he's climbed Everest, he's swimming ice water, and it's been scientifically proven he's not special to anyone, he just controls his mind. And what, he's, what his whole ethos and his philosophy is, and what he's trying to get get through is, is it's this, it's an, illu- an illu- illusion that you can't breathe. It's an illusion. And you can train your mind to get in there for 30 seconds, 40 seconds, 50 seconds, 60 seconds, a minute, two minutes. Because he talks about, and it's such a tragic story, his wife tragically committed suicide, t- took her own life. Just a horrible, horrible situation. So his, his wife tragically died by suicide. And, and when you think about that, that's just horrendous. Yeah. And, and what he did was he found that he didn't want to live him anymore. And he started to not breathe and, and he started to go into deep water and swim and hold his breath. And what he found was the more he wanted to die himself, he realised that he wanted to live more. Right. And he says that getting your body into that stress state where you're so at one with your body, you you know, what it's to live, it can still the mind. And he talks about imagining what his mind must have been like. I can't even imagine what his mind must have been like. But he was able to use these techniques to get out of his pain to go, build his family with his daughters and and go on to be one of the world's best motivational and spiritual teachers. So I I stress anyone out there who's listening, go watch the BBC series. It's incredible. I want to dig down a bit deeper on it. But this is about when we go back to being resistant and responsive. I thought it's a real good challenge for us because we're not going to be insecure about it, but we might be arrogant. We could be arrogant. Well, I don't pay all the money I have to have a nice hot shower to get a cold one, right? So let's not be arrogant about it. And actually, let's not be proud because... We don't want to do it, right? Yep. But there's a bit of magic. When I did two minutes today, 
I wasn't cold. Right. I wasn't cold. I could have stayed there all for for ages. I, honestly, I can't. I can't get made round how I did it. Let's have a go then. Let's have a go. So that's our challenge. So our big challenge this week, as we as we check out on this mini podcast, is we're gonna look at ourselves and find out where we've been resistant, and we're gonna turn that and we're gonna be responsible. How are we gonna How are we gonna prove this though? Oh, we're just going off each of us trust. I trust Paul, Paul tells I'd me you can't do more than fifteen seconds, so to get ah, him, it's two minutes. This right, we, be we, can, we, we can have our wives verify it because I, to, I yeah, told you yeah. I did eight seconds. I could have said I've did thirty seconds, can I? But I, I'm accountable. Right, yeah. right. We'll get. We'll get. We'll get tough, yeah. Don't send me them one. videos. <laughs> I thought you did. <laughs> Don't FaceTime in that shower again. <laughs> right. Okay. Right, I'm going. So that's, that's that's Leon checking out. Paul checking out. That's Dean checking out. Latent plug. Think differently about your business IT. Let's face it, it's impossible to grow a business without digital technology. Now more than ever, with everything going on in the world right now, businesses are struggling to manage, protect and work in the cloud. Transform your business IT with expert support from ThinkCloud. Learn how the most successful businesses in your sector consistently generate up to 20% higher revenues at 30% lower costs. You've come this far. You got this. Check out www.think-cloud.co.uk and book a call today.